Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Welcome to week two of our summer school and I hope you've handed your homework in on the way in this morning. But none of you have done it, have you? Andy, we need to have a word. We'll work that out next week, mate. We'll work that out next week. So we're in week two of our summer school. And, um, and who, what was last week about? Can anybody tell me? Wisdom. Oh, so you were all listening. That's good. That's good. We all, teachers, we all like to know that we're being heard. Um, and so um, this is week two. And I want to say welcome to the age of outrage. That's what social commentators are calling our world now. Did you know that? The age of outrage. And, uh, and I kind of agree, to be honest. I don't know about you, but it feels to me that our world is becoming quite um, a more angry place. And we all have the capacity to get angry, don't we? doesn't matter what age we are, doesn't matter what our social status is. You know, we all have the capacity to get angry, you know. Um, we, you know, children, young people get angry with their teacher when they, they feel they don't get a report or, a, or a, a mark that they feel they deserve. And, but that teacher might be angry about maybe how her partner is treating her. And what about the grandparents angry that her family never come to see her? But her son is angry because he can't get a job. And their daughter is angry because you've just taken her favourite toy away. You see, we all experience anger. And then who knew, who knew that technology would empower some of our worst attributes instead of our best? Angry comments online. You know, these handheld media devices that we love and hate in equal measure have given us unprecedented access, you know, to images and storage, stories which can be distributed on a massive, massive scale with little or no vetting or investigation. And what do I do? What do you do? I seem to trust the first report and then I respond to that. I respond to that. And so the important thing that we're talking about today, our lesson for today, class, is anger. What we understand by anger, this is our learning objective. This is the time to pray for me now. One-handed, one-handed this week, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What we understand the nature of anger to be and how to be good and mad. How to be good and mad. So if we can't afford, avoid feeling it, What do we do with it and what is the purpose of it? And to help us, we need to understand what we mean by anger. Now, the dictionary definition says this. It's a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of opposition towards someone or something. You see, we see anger as an emotion. But if you think about it, it's a load of emotions, isn't it? It's a load of emotions that impact my body, my mind and my will. You see, I don't say, I think I'll go over here and I'll experience some anger. Just leave me a minute, I'm just experiencing some anger. You see, it doesn't work like that for us, does it? It's a response to an event or to a situation that causes me to feel what? Irritated, frustrated, even pain. And there are thousands of these events that have that potential. If you don't believe me, just think about your last 24 hours. Just your last 24 hours. You'll have had a moment. You'll have had a moment. 
Maybe more than a moment. So maybe somebody makes a tactless comment about you. Or maybe even here, somebody's cut you up on the road, on the drive here, or followed you too closely. They're not obeying the traffic rules, are they? Maybe your children haven't done something the first time you've asked them to do it. Um, or you've read something online today that this morning that's really ground your gears. You see, our anger is fed by feelings. It's fed by our disappointment. It's fed by rejection. It's fed by hurt, even embarrassment. And it puts us against a person or a place or a thing. And it's the opposite of feelings of love because love pulls us towards something and anger pushes us away. But then our mind gets involved, doesn't it? And I'm going to share something this morning. It doesn't put me in a very good light, but it makes Russ look fantastic. So he'll be well chuffed today. <laughs> oh, he's here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He still loves me, he says. So... This is often what happens in our house, you see. So maybe I go out and maybe I do some shopping. And, and as you know, no, we don't just shop in one supermarket, do we? We shop around for value. So I'm maybe gone a while. And, um, and I look out of our back window and our lawn, in inverted commas, is more like a meadow. So I will say to Russ, would you mind just mowing that? while I'm out and he'll go yeah of course I'll mow it honey you know so I've been out with the shopping I come back lumbered all with bags and I the first thing I note I look out the window and what do I see still a meadow so I'm going Russ I thought you're gonna mow the lawn what have you been doing while I've been out what I bet you've been upstairs playing those guitars all afternoon haven't you or you've been coloring and what have you been doing all afternoon well I've been doing something really hard and then Russ will go I'm not talking to you while you're like this and he'll walk off so of course I let him no I don't I follow him I'm right watching he'll go up the stairs I can hear you Chuncher. honestly I'm going at it and he'll just leave and go really silent and withdraw and I'll go and put the shopping away and then I'll go upstairs and maybe I'll go into the bathroom and, and I'll look in and I'll think, man, this bathroom looks a bit clean. And then I'll come out and I'll think, wow, stairs carpet looks a bit cleaner than it was when I went out. The washing up's been done. Oh, man. <laughs> What's just happened? Then I will go to him and I'll apologise and say, look, I'm really sorry. I got angry about that. I didn't see what you'd done. And of course, being a loving husband, you'll go, that's all right, honey. Of course it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, but let me tell you what's happened there. So when I was thinking about this subject, I, I went through that and I thought, what was actually happening? Here's what I was thinking. If you cared, Russ, you'd have mowed that grass. Because you know how much it annoys me when it gets growing like that. And it bothers me when it's not done. You know, I haven't asked so much really, have I? You know, you've been so selfish in doing what you want to do. And then I find myself speaking out of that driver and that emotion. What's Russ thinking? He's thinking, has she not seen everything else I've done? I've washed up. I've hoovered the stairs. I've cleaned the bathroom. What else does she want me to do? 
Oh man, I'm talking by proxy today. <laughs> but you see, then my body's got involved, hasn't it? And, and you know, my nervous system's got my adrenaline flowing and, and my hormones and my blood pressure's going and my hands, my fists are clenching and, and my stomach churns. And they're the feelings that can make me feel overwhelmed by my anger and that I can't control it. And it spills out. We throw a tantrum. We kick and throw stuff. Sometimes we write a strongly worded email we can't get back. Which I did this week, I'm confessing. Yeah, I did. You see, we can't control our bodily reactions, but what we can do, I'm suggesting, is control our mental and our physical responses. You see, anger is the emotion that arises whenever we encounter what we perceive to be wrong. So if you try and remember the last time you were angry and ask yourself why, I would guess that for the majority of you to be about an injustice, about an injustice that you weren't treated fairly um, or something was wrong. And these things set our sense of morality. Now morality is about some things are right and some things are wrong for us because we have principles and we have values. And the more important a value is to me, the more angry I feel when that principle is crossed. My assumption is, you see, that my view is correct and you should all share it. And I get bothered when you don't. You see, anger isn't evil. Anger isn't sinful. But some of us, I'm aware this morning, may feel that it is. And we may feel guilty about that. You see, but our thinking is wrong because our life experiences haven't treated us well. We find it scary or we find it too easy to access at times. But I want to level the playing field today. You see, anger is universal and we all feel it. Even Jesus felt it. He tore up a place to pieces, you know, because he was so angry about what he was seeing. So it isn't whether I'll feel angry, because I will. The question today is what I will do with my anger when I feel it because there's a purpose for it God has a purpose for it God designed anger it's supposed to motivate me to take positive loving action to set the wrong right basically what I'm saying is this I should be leaving things better than I found them but the problem is, isn't it, that in the heat of the moment, all those things fall out the back of your head, don't they? They totally elude you. You know, It doesn't even enter my head. I forget about setting things right, and I'm often more in the process of making them worse. So how can we process anger in a positive way? Because it definitely has the ability, you know, to produce good. It can be constructive. We can be good and mad. But before we know what that is, we need to understand what keeps us bad and mad. Because anger is a signal. To what? I think it's a signal that there's a fire inside. There's a fire igniting inside of me. And more often than not, it's for a stupid reason. Or a wrong reason. Or it can even be for no reason at all. And God is so great, you know. He knew we would struggle with this. He didn't devote pages in the Bible to advice like, be sure to get really angry when it's really valid. Or um, um, what was another one? Don't forget to be really mad when people are really bad. He didn't write about stuff with that. He knew that wouldn't be my biggest problem. He knows we'll get angry. And in those instances, I need to be able to kill the fire. Now, the chemists among us in the room, or the scientists, will be able to tell us really quickly what the three things are that we need for a fire. It is fuel, it's oxygen, 
heat. But anger has these same three components. If you don't believe me, here we are. Fuel, that's me. I'm ready to go up at any time. You know what? Something to burn, that's me. So then somebody says something or does something and the heat is on. And then there's the oxygen, which is, I can't stop talking. I can't stop venting. I am fanning this flame like mad. And Proverbs says this, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. And the message translation says, a fool lets it all hang out. And I've let it all hang out quite a number of times. Let me tell you, and I won't be the only one. So what's the alternative then? Because we can't just look the other way and hope a fire goes out. We have to deal with it. But I can't cut off the fuel because it's me. And I'm always going to have the potential to be flammable. And I can't keep from getting hot because there's something going to be always around to heat me up. So I've got to starve the fire. I've got to cut off the air supply. So no matter what the ignition point is for my fire or what it is for yours, I can process it in a positive way and go from bad and mad to good and mad. And if you follow Jesus this morning, if you call yourself a Christian, our default should be to love as fully as possible. To avoid dishing out pain as much as possible and just try and love people with God's love as often as possible. So what do we do? What do we do? And if you're not a Jesus follower today, these four things are going to really help you. Number one, really quickly, acknowledge that you're angry. Sounds simple and obvious, doesn't it? You know I'm angry. You can see I'm angry. But am I conscious? that I'm angry because the emotion comes on so quickly you know that I'm speaking or acting out of that anger because before I've even thought about what it is all about you see even saying out loud I'm angry about this helps and going back to my illustration with Russ if I just gone Russ I'm really annoyed or angry that he didn't mow the grass he'd have come back and gone yeah but honey I did do the stairs and did the bathroom and and we probably would have done away with 20 minutes of falling out and shouting at each other. Acknowledge you're angry. Number two, try to restrain your first response. There's normally two things we do. We, we vent verbally or sometimes, you know, we can be physical about that or we withdraw and we become silent and both of those are so destructive. And most of us will have to learn anger control as an adult. And that may mean unlearning some old habits. And this isn't not me saying store up your anger. This is, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is I need to refuse to take the action that I would typically take when I feel angry. Why? Because Proverbs says this. Fools vent their anger, that verse again, but the wise quietly hold it back. Proverbs 19 says, sensible people control their temper. And Proverbs 14 says this, short-tempered people do foolish things. And if I'm not making the point enough, there's a quote here from a guy that says, speak when you are angry and you'll make the best speech you will ever regret. And it may not be a speech these days had it. It could be a text or that email that I couldn't get back. Now, my mum used to say, count to 10 before you do or say anything. And I probably need more than 10, to be honest. But if you're a Christian, this is the time that we can pray and ask God to help us make a wise decision now.
Number three, find the focus of your anger. Why are you really angry? Is it something somebody said or done? Or is it the way someone is talking to me? Is it the way you're looking at me? Is it somebody's behaviour? Do you remind me of somebody else? Um, is it influenced by something that may have happened today or even years ago? Is it what we call misplaced anger, where you can't be angry with the person that's really upset you, so some other poor person gets it? What's the focus of your anger? And the fourth thing, consider your options. We can confront it or we can overlook it. But how we do this is really, really important. You see, I could go to somebody and tell them how unthinking they've been, how uncaring they've been, and then remind them of every other single time they've been like that or done something like that, and we explode. We can't hold it in. It all gets pushed out. And we could physically end up doing something that we're not happy about. Or we could dismiss them in our minds, can't we? We just think, I'm not even going to waste my time on you. You're such an idiot. You're not even worth my breath and energy talking about this anymore. I just start to silently seethe. We stuff. We explode. We stuff. Or we try a little revenge. You won't see them for a while. Or you won't do that thing for them for a while. And see how they like it. Let them feel like I felt. We leak. But are any of those positive and loving? Would God consider any of those positive and loving? Probably not. They're options, but not really constructive ones. This is what I need to ask myself. Does the action that I'm currently considering taking have any potential for dealing with the wrong that I feel? The two most constructive things we can do are to confront the person in a helpful way or to consciously decide, to, I'm going to overlook that, but then let it go. We're not very good at the letting go bit. If we're going to overlook something, we overlook it. We don't hold on to it for fuel to be used at a later date. But then what do you need to do with me if I'm the angry person? Here's the best thing you can do if I'm really angry. Don't mirror my behaviour. If I'm yelling at you, don't yell at me. If I've called you a name, don't call me a worse one. Why? Because we already have one angry person. We definitely don't need two of us going at it. You see, I don't need you to fight with me. A fire will burn out faster if I stop throwing petrol on it. And if you engage anger with anger, I'm going to burn all night. But if you listen to me, even as I'm angry, eventually the fuel of my anger will burn out because until I feel heard, I will burn. Until I feel heard, I will burn. And responding angrily to me will never, ever work. So what will? Proverbs 15 verse 1. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. A gentle answer. You see, it doesn't matter what age we are. It doesn't matter what age we are. If we throw harsh words in the face of an angry person, it will just keep them angry. But when we listen and we answer sympathetically, 
this causes anger to subside. And this, I want to suggest to you today, is the Christian model. Or the way that we want to aspire. And I say aspire because I'm going to get it wrong so many times with this. But what I really want to do is to try and help you discover a healthy response to what you are feeling and a constructive solution. And if I can learn as a Christian to handle my anger positively, maybe the opportunities I have to share who Jesus is and what he is like will kind of improve. So in reality then, what am I saying? What I'm saying is our anger is at the very heart of who we are. If I tell you what I'm angry about, you'll see what's important to me. So as a follower of Jesus, I want my anger to be focused on injustices and unfairness and inequalities. Those things that move the heart of God. And I'm going to confess to you today, guys, I'm still on that journey And I think I'm not on the road alone. So where do we start today? What am I asking for us to do this morning? This is what I'm asking for. We need to first identify how we react when we're angry. Because under pressure, we're all likely to blow a fuse. So are you an exploder? Do you tend to blow up when mad and push your emotions outwards to feel better? Are you like a bull in a china shop? you know, then you're probably an exploder. The problem is then, you potentially regret saying or doing things when you're angry. Or, are you a stuffer? Do you just sit and stew? Do you just sit and stew? Are you a silent seether? What we're doing then is we're pushing everything so deep within us And maybe that's because you don't think it's maybe right in a way to express anger. Maybe that's not been an example you've seen very well. And so you think the safest thing for you to do is just stuff it down. You kind of feel maybe more comfortable just not dealing with it. But that has its own problems. Or are you a leaker? And this is me. Are you a leaker? You kind of tend to do things that you know would displease somebody in some way or some of the things I spoke about before, you know, you withdraw things, you won't speak, you, you stop doing things for a while because you want them to miss what you're doing and feel like you feel. And then often what happens, you see, we look for allies to justify how we're feeling. And I know we can't stop being these people overnight. But what we can do is invite God to help us handle our anger healthily and positively. Whether you're an exploder, a stuffer or a leaker today, it doesn't matter. We just need to invite God into those spaces and say, help us to respond appropriately. You see, Jesus always encourages us to look on the inside first, doesn't he? Don't you get a bit annoyed with that? Because we can point it out and everybody else, can't we? But it's always about what is happening in us, what is happening at the centre of me. How I respond when you trigger me is really, really important. Because Jesus calls us to build bridges, not unnecessarily burn them down. So I'm going to ask us to stand this morning, if that's okay. And I want you to think about which one of those three things you most identify with. 
Are you an exploder? Are you a stuffer? Are you a leaker? And we all have the capacity to be all three, okay? But I want you to think about the one that you lean into the most. And let's invite God this morning, if you're willing, to help us manage that emotion, to help us manage our outburst, help us manage how that feels for us, how it comes out in our actions and our responses. He wants us to express our anger, but he wants us to express it well. So Father, we just want to bring this to you. We know that we can't solve this in 25 minutes, but God, what we can do is take a moment to acknowledge that we feel anger and to invite you to help us, Holy Spirit, to respond appropriately. For those of us that would say we explode, would you help us kick our mind into gear? To help us take a moment to breathe, to count to ten? Father, if we're a stuffer, if we're a seether, God, would you help us find words to explain how we're feeling? Holy Spirit, would you help us understand that anger is not a bad emotion? In fact, anger has driven some of the greatest changes in our world because we've responded to injustices. And Father, if we would say that we leak, if we try and let people know by what we do and the things that we say, Holy Spirit, would you come and just plug those holes? We want to be able to express our anger appropriately. And Father, I would pray that you would use our anger so that we would leave things better than when we found them. Would you help us be aware of injustices around us? Would you help us be aware of unfairness for people? Would you help us fight on behalf of those that have no voice? Father, you designed anger. It has a purpose. Would you start to teach us how to do that appropriately in Jesus' name? Amen. And you know the sad thing is that in our world now because of our little handheld devices we don't even have to have a personal interaction with somebody when we feel personally offended and I want to encourage you do not use social media as a vehicle to express your anger that isn't the Jesus way that is not the Jesus way and here's your homework for the week because you will get angry and I want you to think about one of those times this week and just sit with it a minute and just give God a moment to speak into that and just ask God, what was the focus? Why was I angry? And if that is to do with something that is an injustice for somebody, then maybe God is asking, then ask God, what is it that I should do? What do you want me to do with that? But if, if it is something that wouldn't be of God's design, maybe ask God, what was my trigger there? And would you help me with my response to that? Just see it like a stick of dynamite and the fuse has been lit. There is still time for the stick not to go off.
let's use that time wisely. And we're going to sing a song just to finish with called From the Inside Out because it's all about controlling what's on the inside of us. And do you know what? We need to stop contributing to the outrage and start to engage with the outrage of others and on behalf of others. But to do that, we need to control our own. In Jesus' name, amen.